A very good morning. We are live this morning. My name is Isa Phillips Ekintola. You're welcome to our live session of the Potter's Gate broadcast. Uh, this morning, I want us to continue on prayer. The Father has really been speaking to me about praying, standing. The Father is emphasizing, and uh, we need to have that capacity, that hearing ears to hear from various angles, from, from various dimensions of that which the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us. Thank you so much for joining this morning. And therefore, this morning, I really want us to, you know, look at some few uh, uh, highlights before we begin to pray. There are, there are some points that I want to really emphasize and share with us, you know, just to give us a kind of, you know, uh, uh, if you will, uh, you know, a perspective and in and a direction to what we want to look at i believe in my heart strongly that more than ever before we are in a day we are in a time of spiritual uh, warfare that they are sizing in the side it's time we begin to call upon the name of god we need to pray we need to seek the face of god we need to really begin to engage with the father and engage his heart okay regarding the place of prayer and we cannot begin to talk about prayer if we don't have an understanding or find patterns in the word of God that at least can help us to understand how we need to pray. Because when we say prayer, everybody prays, all right? But not every, not everybody pray in accordance to the divine prophetic intentions of God, all right? We cannot afford to pray amiss. We cannot afford to pray and just pray wrongly or pray because we are called to pray. We've got to pray because we understand the mind of God. We understand what is happening, all right, in, in our environment, around, you know, our our lives, our homes, our family. Prayer comes with insight, okay? Uh, and, and therefore, we need to look into the word of God. We need to have a deep, clear, you know, a, a insightful revelation if you will of how to pray that you know it was the disciples of jesus they asked him to say teach us how to pray all right as john taught his disciple we can teach all right uh, on prayer and in fact I, I, that's one of my key uh, uh calling if you will i like to i like to teach people in in terms of spiritual things and we've done a lot of teaching around prayer but uh this morning i i really want us to come to a point where we we can begin to agree and join our our hearts and our hands together and understand where we are right now because to understand where we are will give us a, a kind of you know a view you know a bird view of how things are okay there has to be somebody who is giving us insight who is telling us this is where we are this is the condition of things okay we cannot look at things you know from a you know from a natural natural uh, you know surface view uh, and then conclude we've got to be able to go into the mind of god we've got to be able to see the heart of the father and therefore i'm going to start with uh, um the book of Habakkuk, I think that is very crucial that we begin from the book of Habakkuk. Maybe before I start from Habakkuk, let's look at uh, uh, um, just some general scripture in, re in, in relating to prayer. Because I really want us to pray. I really want us to engage with God. Remember that it is not just about the length of the prayer. Okay, it's about it's about all right the, the effectiveness. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer, the effective fervent prayer that you find in James chapter five, all right from verse sixteen. If I let me read the scripture, James five sixteen. All right, the scripture said, therefore in verse sixteen, therefore confess your sins to each 
other and pray for each other. I've emphasized that the last time about praying for each other. Okay, we've got to pray. It says pray for each other so that you may be healed. Okay, there's something about we praying for each other. And each other doesn't really mean that we have to see each other. It just means that we have to connect with each other in the spirit. It says that you may be healed. And and this healing, I believe, will, 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 will be speaking into various dimensions, into various spheres, into various parts of our life. Amen. That we need healing of our homes, family, our nation, that we need healing. If you are, if you agree with me this morning, South Africa as a nation needs healing. Just like the continent of Africa needs healing, the entire world needs healing. All right. We've got to be able to understand that healing is beyond just one single aspect we've got to touch every every area of our life emotionally you know spiritually you know, psychologically you know uh, economically we've got to touch every aspect healing must touch every aspect of our life you know our relationship which is the which is the major place where we are really facing challenge okay a lot of people today are, 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 are you know are just tired and frustrated because their relationship i mean with god and with themselves with their cup you know you know with their spouse with their children are just shattered all right and, and you see this nuclear small beginning of dysfunctionality impacts every area of our family every area of society and so we need to really you've got to come to expose you know those those wounds those scars you've got to allow the spirit of god to reach into this area and it's from that point that we can begin to say that we are beginning to pray because at the end of the day if you pray truly amen you will become healed you get healed. Prayer itself is therapeutic. All right, prayer is therapeutic. It heals you. The moment you begin to communicate and commune with God, Amen. It's like sharing your heart with a friend. You know, if you have a very good friend, and you you are able to really open up to that to that person the way you feel. By the time you 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 don't speaking and and sharing your heart with that person, you leave that place. You leave that friend more free. It's, it's like a burden has been taken off your shoulder, and that is what prayer does. When we when we begin to redefine, all right, uh, uh, the, the the place of prayer and the ministry of prayer, I tell you, it's a place that we want to go. It's a place we want to find ourselves. It's a place that we want to find ourselves because I tell you, there is no one that really knows us better than God than the Creator. <laughs> Amen. Of our of our lives, okay, and there is no one that knows the state and the condition of our nation, amen, than God, and therefore uh, we we've got to really begin to redefine our priorities as believers. Remember that we're not talking about everybody coming to pray. We're talking about a bunch of few. We're talking about amen. That concept of the remnant. The Bible says. If my people that are called by my name will humble themselves, we're going to read that scripture in, in Second Chronicles seven fourteen. We're going to read that scripture because the, we've, if we begin to understand, Amen, the context of prayer and, and, and the impact of prayer, all right, and and the reason why God wants you and I to stand in the gap in the place of prayer, then we will begin to see the responsibility, all right, and the impact of that responsibility, Amen. If if we begin to do prayer the way God will have us do it, okay. So I wanted to read a scripture, James chapter. Hope I'm not too fast. All right. Are you with me this morning? Thank you everyone for joining me this morning. And thank you so much. If you are listening from our uh, radio broadcast this morning, God bless you. We are, I really appreciate you. We believe that God will reward our labor of love. God will re reward our labor of love. It says, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray and pray and pray. Prayer, prayer. Oh God, help us and pray. It's a spiritual way you are. You have to you really experiment man gets and through that condition 
season of spiritual strength. Amen. We, 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 we in turn engage the realm of the spirit. Because remember, the scripture says that our, our prayer or our warfare, if you will, is not with flesh and blood. Okay. When we say prayer, we're not dealing with things on the, on the natural surface. Okay. While we're dealing with things that will impact the natural surface, but we are dealing with things or uh, that influences what impacts how we live life in the natural realm. So prayer is a spiritual transaction if you will prayer is something that we do by the spirit in the spirit amen and 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 we should be expecting our result amen via the spirit to impact the natural realm all right so 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 a strategic heartfelt prayer shapes the development and 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 the conditions of society all right a a strategic heartfelt prayer i'm sorry this morning it it sounds like i'm preaching i'm not preaching i'm just kind of laying a foundation so that we all can at least be on the same page we can be on the same you know frequency that's what i that's what i believe that we 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 cannot just begin to everybody let's go we've no we've got to have direction we've got to have order we've got to have clarity we've got to know what god wants okay Uh, uh, very soon we're going to be dealing with some things regarding the state of our nation south africa and of course the continent of africa because strategic prayer all right comes through strategic understanding and therefore we can begin to pray amen via the revelation understanding that we have received and therefore wisdom is produced wisdom is produced the bible says wisdom builds a house Ah, god wants to build this house called south africa god wants to do something new brand new he says i would do a new thing all right so the principles and the concepts amen of the newness of god of ushering us into a new day we've got to track it amen can a nation be born in a day yes we can bomb we can birth this nation but we've got to understand that the birthing has to come amen through a womb through amen a community a tribe that has offered themselves amen as a womb to god and can energize and guess what the society amen is defined and determined by the spiritual activity that is taking place over amen over that nation or over that realm okay so what is taking place over our realm impacts our social life impacts amen our economy impact how we we you know we interact impacts our relationship so when we say you know uh you know things are happening in our region in our society in our community that are negative okay we, we we should not fix our eyes on just the manifestations of those activity we've got to go into the spirit okay and begin to find what is happening in the spiritual realm because the spiritual realm define in fact the spiritual realm defines the temperature of what what is happening or what will be happening in the natural realm so we've got to understand that our prayer is not just some you know uh, uh uh you know fire brigade prayer you know what i mean you you know you you, you see fire and you just want yes we want to quench the fire but we want to understand amen how that fire began what started that fire what triggered that fire when we have a strategic intelligent mind about the things of the spirit all right we we are given amen wisdom we're given clarity we're given understanding that's why one of one of the structures amen of of the seven spirits of god amen is the spirit of wisdom and counsel is easy the bible says we, we we will not we will not judge by what we see he will not bible says in in, in, a, in the book of 
you know, Isaiah chapter, you know, you know, chapter 11, we we're talking about the spirit of, of, of God, amen, flowing, all right, through that order called, you know, Jesse, that impact the life of David. You see, it's a generational thing. Oh, my father, help us to understand that this thing is a generational thing. And that's why I was sharing yesterday that, hey, we've got to be able to raise and train our children to, you know, to pick the things of the spirit because we cannot, we cannot afford to be shouting spiritual things and be talking spiritual things meanwhile our children amen are disconnected they are disconnected amen from you know from 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 the passions of god from the things of god from the ways of god no no we cannot afford that we want to be able to build amen a dimension of posterity we want to be able to build amen a society amen whose future is designed and defined in that which we are doing in the now therefore our children must play a key role amen in the transformational process in the developmental process Amen. In the reformational process, amen, of, of, you know, of the society, of the nation. We've got to raise our children, amen, with the capacity to understand that they've been born for such a, a time as this, that in, 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 in the days to come, in future to come, they will be the one defining the spiritual temperature, amen, of their family, of their home, of their community, and of the nation. Therefore, we've got to train them, we've got to build them up, we've got to impact their life, we've got to really walk with them, and they must walk with us. And we can only do that when we begin to pray for them you see whatever you want to do in the natural has to be first done in the spirit realm if you don't win the battle in the spirit realm (laughs) you will only be exerting force and might in the natural and that will lead to frustration it will not work and therefore we've got to understand amen that as god position anna I, I, I like this concept. As God positioned Anna, if you read Luke chapter 2, they, they, I mean, I, I began to look at this concept of Anna, you know, uh, and Simeon, you know. <laughs> This must be 1991. Anna, all right, was married just for few, you know, for for few years. For in fact, for a year, and the husband died. The husband died, and the Bible says she dedicated, she dedicated herself, all right, to to the work of God. She, she, Bible says she dedicated herself to prayer and to fasting. Can we have a generation like Anna in our day, all right? <laughs> that she, that, I mean, if you begin to understand and track the heart, the spirit, the technology of Anna, you begin to ask yourself, what happened to this woman? What, what, what kind of spiritual impact took place in her life to the point that she dedi- I'm not talking about being a, no- a nun now. I'm not talking about being a nun. I'm, I mean, this woman dedicated herself for one thing, all right, for the birth of that which had been prophesied. Bible says she, she dedicated herself, amen, ministering to God in the temple for the consolation of Israel for the redemption of Israel and that can only come through the birth of Christ so she was in the temple praying day and night for for one thing that Christ be birthed that Christ be formed uh, 
Shande Bayada. The same with Simeon. The Bible says Simeon said he will not die. He proclaimed, amen, a blessing upon his life. He says, my eye will not see death until I see the consolation of Israel. I'm telling you, these are the foundation that led me, that brought me into ministry. And God will be, God will be speaking to me back then. He says, if nobody pray, you must pray. Pray as if nobody is praying. Stand in the gap as if no one is on the wall. You pray. You seek my face. There's something I want to do in your day, in your time, but I need you to be positioned on the wall. I need you to be positioned on the ramp. I need you to call upon my name day and night. You say, he, you, you who make mention of the law, give yourself no rest and give him no rest until. You see, prayer is until. It's a prayer until. Pray until you see the manifestation. So you don't pray, you know, one day, two days, three days, four days, you know. And after, you know, one month, uh, you're not seeing anything. No, no, you've got to continue. You've got to continue. That is the technology of Noah. All right. When they finally got to Ararat, okay, the Bible says Noah sent sent forth. All right, you know, uh, uh, you know, the the the, the, the raven. Noah sent out the raven. And the raven came back with nothing. Sent another one, <laughs> and finally sent a dove. And the dove came. All right, with, with you know, with a leaf. You see, that that's a powerful concept. You've got to continue to send out, Amen. Watchmen. You've got to continue to to scan the atmosphere. You've got to continue to feel the spiritual temperature. You've got to continually, all right? This is not something you do. You see, prayer is a calling. Prayer is a lifetime thing. Prayer will surpass every ministry. In fact, prayer is what upholds. Prayer is what keeps. Prayer is what sustains. Your prophetic, apostolic, whatever you're doing. You run a church, you do, you're not giving to prayer. It's only a matter of time before that church collapses. You're running a home, a business, a family, and you're not praying. It's only a matter of time before that thing collapses. You've got to understand that God is calling and is waiting, looking, all right, for a nation, for a generation, for a tribe, for a kindred amen who can connect with him in the place of prayer because it's only in the place of prayer that god begins to unveil things to you begins to reveal to you the secret of his heart the bible says god reveals his secret to those who who love him and who fear him to have a reverential fear for god amen is to is to is to is to connect yourself to the place of prayer is to if you're not praying it means you're dying you're dying if you're not praying it means you're dying if the enemy can stop you from praying then he has succeeded or in 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 pegging in limiting your destiny come on you've got to break yourself away from that spirit of prayerlessness that's why the call for this hour all right is awakening god is awakening us if you're if you're still in in the state of slumber if you're still wondering okay if you if you if you have become fixative on the natural realm on what you see all right what is happening in escom what is happening all right, in 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 the, in the parliament and in, uh, in the government and everything is rising. Okay, the, the fee is going up and you know petrol is going up. Uh, food, economic, and the social condition of a nation, amen. Of a, each, you know, uh, heavens and the spirit. Hallelujah. Between the heavens and the earth, where are those? I mean, there was a time we used to hear of women, amen, and men who give themselves to prayer. Come on, who can stand in the court of God? Who will stand on behalf of the nation? Who will stand on behalf of the people? Who will declare gap between the law to pray face of God? I want to read some scriptures again for us, to us. Thank you, Jesus. Can you feel what I'm feeling? A lot of things is happening in our nation. Now, let me begin to zero into the state of South Africa as a nation. 
the scripture said in uh, uh if you begin to read chronicles to seek the needs to do king as as the one to rule the nation he, you know it, it, it was placed in his heart even though you know this was something that his father had nursed that's why we need godly parents all right david had always nursed this thing about building god a temple he, he had this passion you, you must understand that everything that solomon came into all right we talk about the wisdom as the comment amen it's something that that reflects or that that defines all right the the presence of you know of of a being of a spirit amen monument you know history said back then that is one of the seven wonders of the world this temple was so huge was so you know was so glamorous was so glorious that when you when you view this temple you actually begin to feel like you're in another realm this 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 was the structure of solomon's temple he built this temple but he knew that the building of the temple was not going to be enough because you see the activity that goes on all right or that define the atmosphere of that temple amen is what in fact approves or disapproves the temple you see that's that's important that we understand that that uh, for all i care we can be building temples all around actually god of the very of the very life of god in our midst of the intentions of god because the temple becomes the the point and the place all right where god can commune with us where god can speak to us about you know about about his his desire about his passion about about leadership about how he wants his people his nation amen to move and, and, and to and to and to you know and to you know and to walk you know so the temple becomes the extension of god's voice that was the intention of god amen in the old testament and it's still the intention of god today that today god is no longer in some physical building that we have built amen as as an holy religious place but now god lives in human temple so that when we gather in a place we gather with that understand understand that then we begin to know how to shape our life in fact shape our church you see the church will be, must reflect in oh my god must reflect the build who have walked with god tracking god's prophetic plan god's prophetic intention who have been watching who have been positioned on the ramp who have been crying unto God day and night like Anna. Alright. If you want to find watchers of the land, if you want to know those who have been watching the, the voice of the Lord came through the angel. Rejoice, O earth. Goodwill to men. Something has happened today in Bethlehem. There's a birth. My good God. If we want to birth a nation, if we want to see a rebirth that should by this nation, who is prophetic direction with regards to God's intention? Who is showing us the path? Are, are they the religious guys who, who are known, who are politicians? I call them political religious men. Uh, we, we're not talking about that. You see, because today when it's giving us, but what you carry on, men, nations, kings, and powers cannot but to recognize if indeed you're a man that walk with God. The Bible says, Enoch walk with God. God did not tell us his dress code. Enoch walk with God. Let's know the inside. In my little office here, I'm reaching nations. I'm reaching nations. We've got people from different parts of the world that are drinking from this little place. You see, it's a manger. But the king is being birthed. <laughs> it's a manger. But God is birthing kings, kingdoms. God is birthing nations. God is birthing 
men and women who are crying out there is a there is a voice coming from yonder there is a voice coming from the wilderness there is a voice crying anna is crying because our children are no more There are things that the Father is highlighting for us in this time. I want to touch on Isaiah. I want to touch on Hosea. I want to touch on a few things. I want to touch on Nehemiah. Maybe I should start with Isaiah um, chapter 66. Hear this. Oh, hallelujah. Hear. Hear the word of the Lord, you who tremble at his word. Before, 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 maybe before I read this, let me, let me quickly say this. The devil, you know, you've given your community to the devil. You've allowed the enemy to take over because... If you are not the one defining, defining, you see, and this is this is the heart of God from the beginning. You see, this is the whole reason why God wants a nation. The reason why God called out a nation to represent Him as a priest in the earth is for the nation to be to be able to spiritually influence other nations. But you see, what happened was the opposite. You see, rather than you know Israel. And people of God influencing the lives of 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 other nations, you know, the, their societal, you know, our cultural belief system. Instead of Israel defining them and refining those, you know, uh, uh, you know, areas of life, the, the, the opposite was what we saw that you know Israel was succumbing, was was subject, or uh, you know, to to you know, to the spirit of the of the Assyrians and and you know and and all these funny you know nations who who were basically uh, you know serving uh, you know idols. You, you see, and and the reason for that is because Israel really did not get to understand the heart of God, the desires of God. And that's why I keep saying that when God brought Israel out of the land of bondage, out of Egypt, the first thing he did amen, was to introduce himself to them. And that was Mount Sinai. Mount Sinai is a place where God introduced himself. You know, to his people. If 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 you if you're journeying with God, you want to journey with God. You've been brought out, and you have not been introduced to God in Mount in Mount in Mount Sinai. There's no way you you'll be able to understand Mount Oreb. There's no way you'll be able to understand Mount Mount Zion. There's no way. There's no way because each of these mountain, all right, they have their category of 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 of, of journey. You see, our journey are defined in mountains. Mount Sinai was the first mountain we, we they encounter, and that's the first mount, mountain we've got to encounter. I, I hope you're tracking with me. You see, that's a place of redemption. Redemption is a place where we have that initial revelation of who God is. And the reason why I'm saying this is, I, I really want us to move out of this idea that when we read the Word of God, uh, uh, we, we we develop this uh, uh, religious attitude, this religious belief that is good when we see it. The Bible says, "You know, foolish is the man, all right, that after looking at himself in the Word of God and forget." what he sees 
and that seems to be the condition of our lives today that we are quick to yes you say look into the Bible you look into the word of God but the moment you turn away you forget what you have seen because that word amen does not journey with you that word has not become part of your life so we've got bunch of people that are filled with scripture that has in fact filled with quote unquote revelation but that revelation has not been personalized you see the word of God must become part of our life that's why Jesus defined the word as a meat Alright, in, in the wilderness, God was feeding them, amen, with manna. You see, you eat manna, food becomes part of your life. Ah, shai kalama shayanda. Food becomes part of your life. In fact, it defines your growth. It defines your growth. Today we are feeding, but as we are feeding, the food is not staying. It just goes straight down the drain. It just goes straight. You know, we just go to the to the toilet and that's that it. The, the food does not process. It, the, the food does not break down. Amen. The food does not have impact in how we think, in how we feel, in how we decide, in how we see things. The word of God must become life. There must become our meat. Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish it. There is, there is, there is, a, there is an end to every meat in season. <laughs> Blessed is the one who, who gives, amen, the children their meat in due season. There is a due season meat. What you're hearing today is a due season meat. Alright. If you don't eat this thing, if it doesn't become part of your life, you will not be able to understand the next seasons of God. You see, this one season will unveil Fail the next season. Therefore, if you fail in this past season, don't expect that you will be automatically taken into the next season. No, you've got to track with God according to his seasons of his coming. He's coming to you in, in dimensions. You know, he, he came all right, in, in the first in the first rain. Then now is the second rain. Then we've got the latter rain. You've got to understand that each of the reign of God amen, is to wash us and purify us, preparing us for for a, a, a deeper relationship that when we behold God, amen, we become more like him in our representations and in our, you know, declarations and even in our expressions so that we, we are already being changed. You see, the Bible says we don't know, you know, how he is, but when we see him, when we see him, when we see him, we shall be like him. <laughs> we shall be, but, but when you see him, you're not, you should not be surprised because you've been beholding him. Amen. In trickles, you've been beholding him. Amen. In faces. Yes. Yes. We know in part and therefore we prophesy in part, but that part should always be an addition that is leading us to the whole. The day of wholeness is coming, brethren. The day of wholeness is coming. I'm still talking about the church because you see, we've got to, we've, excuse me, we're still talking about the nation. If we don't understand what God is doing, in the church we cannot really pray right amen for our nation because god works in the context you see god works in the god works for a nation in the context of the church the church is the voice to the nation the church is the assignment of god amen to the community god had his own plan that god sent god sent you know his own his own prophet name excuse me uh, uh what's his name now not not nathan now I keep forgetting this man's name. Uh, you know, God sent him all right to Nineveh. He said, "Go, go, go! Give a word." That is a hidden nation. That that is a hidden nation. 
That is a hidden nation. God sent his prophet to an hidden nation. So, so what are you saying, Isaiah? I'm saying that God has a plan for Nineveh, as he has a plan for Egypt, as he has a plan for Babylon, as he has a plan for Assyrian. Because you see, we give name to nations and we define the nation by those names. But when it comes to God, hear the voice of God. When it comes to God, God does not define a nation by the name the people gives the name. God defines a nation by the name. He gives that name. Hallelujah. He gives that nation because his prophetic intention, hallelujah, is beyond the name Egypt. God's prophetic intention is beyond the name, hallelujah, uh, 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 Babylon or, or Assyria or Assyria or, you know, or, or Philip, Philistia. We've got to understand the context of nation based on God's divine intention, meaning that God looks at the people. God looks at the heart. You see, if I, he said, if I can find, if I can find, if I can find ten in Sodom and Gomorrah for ten's sake, for ten's sake, I will not destroy the land. So, so there is a there is a nation within a nation. Hallelujah! There is a remnant within a nation that God always interacts with. That when God wants to, guess what? Guess what? When God wants to come to South Africa, where do you think God will go? <laughs> When God wants to speak about his counsel to, uh, uh, you know, about his counsel for, for this nation, South Africa, do you think he goes to the president of the nation? Do you think God goes to, you know, to, you know, to, you know, to the politicians while they're doing their own thing? No, God goes to his prophets. Bible said God was on his way to Sodom and Gomorrah. Hallelujah. As he was passing by, they did as if they were walking. Here was, you know, Abraham. He was positioned at the gate. He said, sir, coming. Come have a drink. Cool yourself before you continue on the journey. Abraham was a strategic man. You see, Abraham was a prophet of God. He knew how God walks. He knew the mind of God. He was positioned. I'm, I'm, I'm asking a question. If the Lord is passing by your community, your city, your nation, would he stop by? Would you be positioned in, 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 in that, in that junction, hallelujah, that you can cite him to the point of according him and asking him to come in? Can he come into your house? Can he share his mind with you regarding the state of Sodom and Gomorrah? Can he share his mind with you regarding the state of South Africa? Can he reveal to you that this is what I'm about to do in Nigeria. This is what I'm about to do in Kenya. This is what I'm about to do in Ghana. This is what I'm about to do in Liberia. This is what I'm about to do in America. This is what I'm about to do in Ireland, in Finland. This is what I'm about to do in Egypt. Can God, hallelujah, depend on you? Can he share his heart with you? Or would he pass by? Or would you allow him to even pass by? Because you cannot identify him. Because you cannot notice him. Because you, you see, when God is walking by past your house, don't you think you're going to be seeing angels flapping their wings? <laughs> You've got to have insight to see beyond the face of the passerby. You've got to be able to connect. You've got to feel the frequency of the spirit. You've got to feel the wind of God. The Bible says God was not in the fire. God was not in the wind. But he was in that still small voice. When you are used to the fire and you are used to the wind. And you have not been, you have not been, you have not been, you have not been translated. You have not advanced in your prophetic frequency to the place of hearing the still small voice i'm telling you god will 
pass by your house to go destroy a nation without even you aware. Are you, are, you, are you with me this morning, brother? This is the heart of intercession. This is the heart of intercession. This is the core to pray. This is the heart. You see, when we begin to pray, our prophetic signal begins to get stronger. Come on. I say, when we begin to pray, our prophetic signal gets stronger. Uh, you know, our bandwidth begins to increase. Come on. Our, 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 you know, our frequency, if you will, our Wi-Fi <laughs> begins, begins to get stronger. We can pick the pictures of heaven. We can pick the mind of God clearly. God is working are your position as when God was passing by he was on his way to Sodom and Gomorrah but Abraham accorded God and they spoke to him about his destiny they said by this time next year your wife will have a son. You see, everything about God are all interconnected. God is very, very, you know, in the business. God is in the business of synchronization. Never you think that the things that looks all scattered and divided do not have a divine connection in the spirit. Everything about God has a divine connection. When you meet somebody, you're not just missing, me, me, excuse me, you're not just meeting a, a a person, you know, I, I, I met Sally yesterday. Sally is 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 a definition in God's divine prophetic calendar that that connects not just to 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 something that you may be connected to tomorrow or next year. All right, Sally is a bunch of of, of vision and 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 an objective. In fact, it, Sally is a project. In, in, in the order of God and God brings you across Sally and all you see is just a human being but you cannot see the frequency you cannot see the life you cannot see the intentions of God you cannot you cannot see the mind of God and therefore you treat Sally as if you just as if as if Sally is just another person because Sally does not have a car Sally is not living God in that place that you expect you know uh, influential people to come from and you miss your day of visitation because you're blind to the things of the spirit because you're blind to the things of the spirit we've got to begin to see our lives our, 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 our family community beyond I mean, what the war system wants us amen, to reduce them to we've got to begin to see our nation amen, from God's prophetic from God's prophetic definition let me report what I've just said we've got to see our nation from God's divine prophetic definition what God defines is how hallelujah, we interact if God has not defined it is God, if God has not named it then relate to that thing amen faceless South Africa is not defined by how, you know, uh, uh, society, by how Europeans, by how Americans, by how Mandela and, and, uh, and the st struggle star walls all right, have defined this nation. South Africa is not defined all right, by our past. South Africa is not defined by apartheid. South Africa is not defined by, you know, the, 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 the influence or, uh, or the narratives of, you know, of, of colonialism. South Africa is not defined amen, by, by the various, you know, colors and groups and, and, and at, 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 
ethnicity that that are that are in this nation. South Africa is de- de- designed and defined by God's prophetic objective. And until we connect to that prophetic objective and relate to that prophetic objective, we will not be able to relate with one another. Because you see, in God, diversity, amen, has a place of connectivity. Diversity has a place of connectivity, but we cannot connect, amen, based on our own idea, based on the concept, amen, of you know, of of you know of of of, of the image of gold that was built in Babylon. You see, we don't define a nation by that. All right? The head of gold and, you know, and the breast of, of, of silver. And, and, and we begin to see everything go down to the point of iron and clay. Hallelujah. This was the image of the nations of the world. This was the image, hallelujah, of the of the of, of our society. This was the image, or this was the expression. In fact, it was the it was the second definition of what we saw, amen. In in you know in you know, back then in, 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 in the land of, 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 of Babel, all right. The Bible said when they began to build this, this tower, this wall, all right, everything was inclusive. Everything was there. They all came together. That was man's idea. That was soulish. That was carnal. You see, that is how society, humanistic concept, humanistic idea defined. They say, let's come together. They call it democracy. But you see, in God, God declares and say, if I'm not God, if I'm not ruling, if I'm not the one defining what you're building, it's only a matter of time. Before before the wind, before the storm, and before, hallelujah, the, the, the challenges of life bring it down. And we're seeing all that right now happening. The nations are planned. Is it not because, amen, of prayer for all nations, all nations, all tribes, all colors. Oh my hey, can we understand this that when we begin to build God a house in the earth, when we begin to build God a house in South Africa, when we begin to build God's prophetic intention for this nation, that what begins to happen is nation begins to stream there. Didn't he say in that day, Hallelujah, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be exalted? You see, this is not us exalting the house. This is God exalting, hallelujah, his name within that which we are doing, within that which we are doing. He said, if, 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 if I be lifted up, he said, if I be lifted up, if I be lifted up, come on, I will draw all men. I will draw all men, all men, including the president, all men, including the, you know, the, the, the state men, all men, including, amen, the lawmakers, come on. If we begin to lift up the name of God, the name of Yahweh, if we begin to exalt God over our nation, begin to declare, Lord, you reign over South Africa. You reign. Your kingdom is manifesting over the spiritual sphere of this land. Your kingdom, Lord, we see manifest. Your glory, we see manifest. And we begin to exalt him. Christ, take your place over our land, over our nation. Have your way. Restore your name to your people. Bring us to the place of love and care and and oneness and understanding. Father, we proclaim your lordship. We are proclaim your kingdom. We, we, we decree and we proclaim, we declare. Lord, we, we sing your praise and we, we exalt your name. And we say Father, there is no other one like you but you alone. Take your place. Have your way. May your kingdom come, Lord. Let the kingdom of men collapse. The more we do that, guess what? The name of the Lord is being exalted. The name of the Lord is being exalted. The name of the Lord is being exalted. The name of the Lord. And as he's doing that, he's drawing men. He's drawing men. He's drawing men. He's drawing men that you, you will never think or believe that God can draw. No wonder he said to 
to Philip as he began to draw men. He said, God, position yourself. You see, when God begins to, when we begin to exalt the name of God and God begins to, you know, get exalted in the land, hallelujah, and he begins to draw men, he repositions us so that this men that God is positioning, we can connect with them, hallelujah, and bring them into the way of God more perfect. No wonder, no wonder, Ethiopia got saved because somebody heard the voice of God. A heart. God wants to renew this nation. God wants to rebirth our land. But we have to akun. We've got to position ourselves. We've got to, we've got to learn to respond to what the Spirit of God is saying. We cannot do this by our own might. Listen to this. The systems is drying up. The wells are drying up. Our idea of ministry is about to dry up. In fact, it's drying up already. We want to appreciate everybody that is watching this morning or listening to me. We want to talk about, we're talking about the rebirthing. We want to rebirth our nation. And God is looking for instruments. God is looking for people. Hear the word of the Lord. You who tremble, tremble, tremble is a state of attitude. You who tremble, tremble at his word. When you're hearing this word, what is going on in your heart? Are you getting angry? Or are you saying, yes, sir? Are you, are you getting, you know, fidgetive? Are you getting, you know, insecure? Are you feeling, you know, who, who, what gave him the right to say those things? Who told him to say those things? Uh, I'm not the only one amen, that, that I've been through this. I will not be the first person, amen, that will be challenged, amen, that will be stoned. If I'm stoned, come on. They did it to, you know, the prophets of old. So if your heart is not keen and aligning and saying yes to what you're hearing, then something is wrong with you. Then you've got to take that heart back to God and say, God, circumcise my heart. My heart is not clean. Give me a new heart. Give me a clean heart. I want to tremble at your word as I hear your word. I want to tremble. I want to tremble. I want to tremble. If you can't tremble at the declaration of his word, hey, you will not be able to tremble at the manifestations of his presence. Hear the word of the Lord. You will tremble at his word. Your brothers. Your brothers who hate you. And exclude you because of my name. Have I said let the Lord be glorified. That we may see your joy. Yet. They will not put. They, yet. They will be put to shame. Yet. The roar of the city. Now listen to this. Verse 6. Yet the roar of the city. Yet the noise from the temple. It is the sound of the Lord. Repain his enemy. All they deserve. <laughs> from the temple of the Lord. <laughs> from the temple of the Lord. From the temple of the Lord. The Lord is roaring. And the Lord is shattering. His enemies. This is the word of the Lord. And this is why we say that judgment is beginning in the house of God. Judgment is beginning in the house of God. Hear the word of the Lord. You who tremble at his word. Your brothers who hate you and exclude you. You see, some, some, some people that are declaring the truth, they have been hated. They have been excluded. They say, no, you cannot be part of us. You see, we only preach grace. <laughs> we preach grace. We don't preach perfection. 
You see, God knows that nobody is perfect. God knows nobody is perfect. And God is not asking us to come to perfection by our own might. Yet he's not saying that we must abuse the gospel of grace. Ah, for by grace I stand. By grace I'm declaring what I'm declaring. I would dare never say that this is by my own perfection. No, my righteousness is like filthy rag before God. I've got my own, you know, filthiness. But guess what? When I embrace what Christ has done, and I begin to pursue, amen, that which he has already given to me. He's given, the Bible says, we've been blessed with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places. These blessings are not just some, you know, nice cars and good houses and all that. No, if that is the blessing, then we are men most miserable. Because, listen to me, unbeliever does not need God to get blessed. God has blessed them. They are the most wealthiest people. They are the most richest people. When we talk about the blessings of God, we're talking about, we're talking about inheritance. We're talking about heritage. We're talking about divine things that will make earth like garden of eden again we're talking about a dimension of existence that i when people look at you they get drawn to you they get drawn to you if wealth and money and material things is what gives people happiness why are rich people committing suicide you see young people look at obama if you remember obama before he took the position of the president of America, young looking man, everything, no gray hair. Two years after, you know, his, his, his election in the position of leadership, he began to grow gray hair. I said, okay, welcome. <laughs> welcome. You, you think you've got wisdom to lead the people of God. Go ask Solomon. Go, go ask Moses. Moses, the Bible called him the meekest man on earth. Yet, this guy got to a point that he got so angry that he was, not only did he got angry to break the law of God, it's destroying the people who cannot pray because it takes somebody who wants to be perfected to pray. Why would you pray if you think grace covers me? <laughs> Why would you pray if you think grace covers me? You see, we've preached the wrong gospel. No wonder the nation today is being destroyed. When we say, they say, do not judge. Nobody's judging. But we're saying, come on. Where, where is the standard of, 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 of life? Where is our moral standard? Everything about life is designed and defined by standard. If there are no standard, guess what? If there are no standard, then there's no measurement. For you to be able to say, this, this microphone is, is perfect. It must go through what they call quality process. Quality, quality process. If, 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 if you don't test the thing. You see, the test is the standard of the measurement of the quality. So if we're being tested... Let's not say, oh, now these people are talking about perfection. No, no. Your grace will be, perf- will be tested. Grace is that which has been given to you to answer the call. And grace will continue to sustain you. But guess what? Grace is leading you to a place in God. Then the Bible says, I'm reading Hebrews. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, Bible says those that come to God must believe that he is and is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The more you walk with God, the more you get perfected. You can't be walking with God and be drawing back. 
you're walking forward. You're press, you're you're pressing into into God. The more you press into God, the more greater the light. Then the Bible says the path of the righteous, Amen, is 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 like the is like the is like the light of the dawn that shines brighter and brighter unto what a perfect day, unto a perfect day, not unto grace, but unto a perfect day. There is perfection in grace. I don't know why I have to say this now, but I think the Lord wants somebody to hear this. There is perfection in grace. So when we hear the word of God and we tremble at that word, guess what? Things begin to happen in our life. And if we don't respond, the Bible says, those who hate you, who are, who are supposed to be your brother in the temple, God said, I will judge them. So we're going to be seeing a separation in this last day as we are beginning to see. Remember, uh, some time ago, I was dealing with the concept of the judgment of God is happening as the Lord continues to help us. If God, Lord, you know, allow me to speak more on that. We will do that because we want to come into a day where the table is ready. That's, that's in fact, that is what I'm doing. I want to be able to prepare the, 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 the table for us so that when we engage this new day, when we engage this third day of the spirit, hallelujah, we come with the new garment. We come, amen, with our taste board being refined, amen. We don't come into a new day still desiring the old. We don't begin to say, amen, the old is better. No, no, no. We want the new because, amen, we have gone through transition. We've gone through reformation. We've gone through a process, hallelujah, of healing. We're not desiring our past. We're pressing into the future. If the fathers who left where they were, amen, were mindful of the city they came out from, they would have gone back, but they were seeking for a city whose builder maker is God. We want to press him into the realities of God. We want to come into that which God has for us, that which the Father has for us in this new day. We're not going back. I would do a new thing. God is doing a new thing in our land. He's doing a new thing in Nigeria. He's doing a new thing in South Africa. He's doing a new thing in Kenya, in Ghana, in, you know, in Morocco. He's doing a new thing in Cameroon. He's doing a new thing in Zimbabwe. He's doing a new thing. Come on, in Malawi. He's doing a new thing. Amen. In, 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 in Mozambique. He's doing a new thing across the land. He's doing a new thing. Hallelujah. In, in Burkina Faso, God is doing a new thing all across the continent of Africa, all across the nation. He's doing a new thing in Europe, in Britain. He's doing a new thing in America. We like it or not. The nation is the Lord. Ask of me and I will give you the nations. The uttermost part for your inheritance. Come on. That is our inheritance. America is my inheritance. South Africa is my inheritance. Zimbabwe is my inheritance. Zambia is my inheritance. Mozambique is my inheritance. Ghana is my inheritance. Come on. You've got to understand that God, if you don't take it, the devil will continue to have a field day. He will continue to do what he wants to do. And let no devil tell you. You don't have a place here. You've got a place here. And God has given you a voice. God has positioned you to speak at the gate. And therefore, verse 7 says, listen to this. Verse 7 says, before she goes forth into labor, talking about the nation. After God has cleansed the temple, because that's the context. God says, you who tremble at my word. Hmm? You who your brothers have refused to listen to you because you're standing by righteousness and standing for what is right. God says, and in fact, they're not just saying that, but they're mocking. They say, let God be glorified that we may see your joy. Let God be glorified that we, that we may see your joy. Yet, yet they will be put to shame. God said, I will put them to shame. Then he says, come here. Say, hear the roar from the city. Hear the noise from the temple. It is the sound of the Lord repaying his enemy all they deserve. 
Then the next thing he jumped into verse 7. Then he says, before she goes into labor, she gives birth. Before, before the pain comes to, upon her, she delivers a son. Who has ever heard such a thing? Who has ever seen such a thing? And a nation, can a country be born in a day? Or a nation be brought forth in a moment? Yet, yet sooner is Zion in labor. Then she gave birth to children. And verse 9 says, Do I bring to the moment of birth and not give delivery? Says the Lord, Do I close up the womb when I bring to delivery? No, says the Lord our God. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her. All you who love her, rejoice greatly with her. All you who mourn over her, for you will, for you will nurse and be satisfied. At the comfort, at the comforting breast, you will drink deeply, and you will dip, dip, you will drink deeply, and in delight are overflowing abundance. For this is what the Lord has said: God's word must be taken holistically. God's word must be taken holistically. Let's not just paraphrase and take one aspect and run with it. We've got to understand the context of what God is doing. God is speaking to us. You who fear the Lord, you and I, God is calling us. You who have decided to be part of this remnant, to be part of the sons of the Rechabite, all right, that will not drink wine, that will not touch wine. You who, who have said, I will not give myself, all right, to stupor. I will not go into slumber. You who have become, hallelujah, part of that order of one that I will cry in the days where the virgins are sleeping. Amen. You who have said you will be a voice calling and, and declaring that clarion call. Hallelujah. Of the mind of God. Of the power purposes of God. Amen. Here comes the bride. You who have said you will position yourself. Amen. As Anna and as Simeon in the temple of God. Waiting for the consolation of Israel. I'm giving you a word today. You will reap the labor of your love. Don't give up. Don't ever think. I tell you there are periods in my life. I said to God, God, is it worth it? I've been praying. I've been seeking your face. But it's like the more you pray, the, the more you see the opposite of your prayer. <laughs> the more you pray, the more you see the opposite. And like, God, 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 is this thing working? And God says, come, keep praying. Keep praying. Don't give up. Those are days where grace steps in. I tell you, friend, those are days where you need grace, where you have prayed and it's like nothing is happening. <laughs> then, then, then you remember the scripture. The man of God said, go again. Go again. Go watch. Go see. Go again. Go watch. Go see. <laughs> and you said, until he comes back to seven and says, I see the cloud forming like the shape of the hand of a man. He said, now go tell Ab, get into your chariot. Go home. It's about to rain. Brethren, rain is coming to our nation again. The rain of God, the rain of God, the rulership of God, the honor of God, the fame of God once again will be felt all across the land, all across the nation from, from Kazulu Natal, hallelujah, to Cape Town. God will be glorified to Durban I'm telling you, God will be glorified. God will be glorified in Northern Cape. God will be glorified. Hallelujah. God will be glorified in South Africa. This nation will be a place, amen, where the righteous will be glorified. Where the name of the Lord will be hallowed. God will be glorified. Let's not, no wonder people vain on behalf of our, as you begin to speak to us about rebirth, about newness. Father, there's so much we can talk about that I've not even gone into the book of Uzziah. I want to go into Uzziah. I want to talk about 
prophet Nehemiah, but Father, we position our heart, Lord, even as your spirit begins to awaken us, Almighty God, into this new day, into this new thing that you're doing, oh Father. Father, we refuse to see, Almighty God, what the natural eyes will want us to see and judge from that natural plane. Father, we come to the heel of the Lord. We come to your heel. We, we take our place. We take our journey. Lord, we say we are mountain climbers, oh God, because the higher we go in, in your mountain, the clearer we see what is going on in the valley. Yes, Father, the more we are able to deal with things in the valley, things that look like mountain, things that looks like uh, uh, unsurmountable. Father, as we come to your heel, as we come to your mountain, we are able to deal with those things in their demystified form. Spirit of the Lord, bring us to your heel this day. As your mountain is being exalted in this new day, Father, we, we, we become part of that mountain. Yes, Lord. In fact, we are that mountain that you are exalting. And therefore, Lord, we declare that as we diminish, O God, you increase in us. We say, let us let less of us Christ increase in us oh God Christ take your place almighty God take your place our mind our thoughts our intentions our desire father we bind to your will we bind ourselves to your will we bind our mind to your counsel we bind our desire to your will we pull down this day we cast off oh God every idea of religion and selfishness oh God every mindset oh God of carnality we pull Bring them down. You say that we should cast down everything that exalts itself above your knowledge. One of thing, one of the things that have exalted themselves above your knowledge, oh God, is fear, insecurity, is doubt, oh God, unbelief, Almighty God, Father. Yes, the lack of love, the lack of compassion, prayerlessness, Almighty God, sensuality, oh God, carnality. Father, we we cast them down. The the, the, the idea to depend on material things for our approval, we cast those those wrong ideas those wrong believe we cast them down father we say exalt us by your spirit bring us to a new day bring us to a new height bring us to a new position bring us to the place oh god where we can see where we can understand where we can relate with you almighty god from that position of prophetic clarity father we declare this day it's your day and therefore it's our day we strip ourselves oh god of every concept of the flesh we take this journey and this day ghana from zambia europe father i agree with them and we declare this day father we begin to proclaim transformation over the spiritual atmosphere of our constituents so father lord we declare that our world right now is being reshaped is being reformed is being renewed let your kingdom come lord let your kingdom come lord christ rule and reign over the sphere over this realm over this areas, oh God. Lord, as you begin to uproot, oh God. Yes, wrong influence, wrong misrepresentation. As you begin to, as you begin to uproot, oh God. False priesthood, oh God. As you begin to re uproot, oh God. False priesthood, oh God. Father, we say, Lord, bring forth usher in, oh God. A new order of, yes, men and women who represent your priesthood, oh God. As you begin to deal with, oh God, the priesthood of Eli, you are raising your Samuel, oh God, with the voice, oh God, with the ability to hear and to speak, oh God. Father, we declare it's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. South Africa is a new day upon you. We proclaim it, oh God. Yes, from the presidency. Yes, to the to the parliament. We proclaim it's a new day. Righteousness exhausts this nation. We bind our heart. We bind the soul of this nation to righteousness and we shatter. We lose the effect of corruption. We lose. We, 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 we break apart, oh God. The hold, the stronghold of 
of wickedness we decree and we declare yes Lord that your name your fame and your glory shall be seen upon our land thank you father for technocrats that you are releasing right now the days oh God almighty God of, of wickedness and perversion and, and ungodliness the days oh father where charlatans have taken over the parastilters are gone father we say that becomes a thing of the past this day we release technocrats into all those areas into all those SMEs into those areas of God where we need building in the areas of God of of industries and, and the economy. Father, we begin to thank you right now for godly men. You said, yes, when the wicked rules, godly men, they're going to hide in here from Nigeria, from South Africa, and from the technocrats and the leaders, leaders with godliness, leaders who have your fear, men like David, men like Daniel, Mashiach, women like Esther, like Ruth, like Deborah, women that will lead us to war, that will keep, oh God, yes, the men in their place, oh God, yes, marching to the place, oh God, of conquering victory like Deborah. Awaken the spirit of Deborah in our day, oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus, this is not a sexist nation. This is not a sexist community, Father. We are a people who understand order. Yes, a place where men and women walk together. Awaken them. Awaken out of the prince. You are the queens. Father, in the name of Jesus, begin to turn the hearts of the kings and the prince, oh God. Begin to turn them towards your desire. Father, we pray, oh God, have mercy on on us. Have mercy on on our nation. Have mercy on our land, oh God. Awaken, oh God, a people that is called righteous, oh God. Renew, reform, transform, oh God. Know the heart be changed within you. We ask of you, heal us, restore us, Almighty God. Heal us, restore, renew, revive, restore, Father. Restore. Forgive us, O God. Forgive us, Father. Forgive us. Forgive us. Forgive us of our sins. Give us a heart of repentance. Help us once again, O God, as your church to feel, to know your presence. kingdom come. The body of God challenge. Sometimes it seems as if can God ever bring me to that point of healing and restoration again? Yes, he can. And I pray for you right now that God begins to minister his healing power into your heart, into your soul. You who have not received help and support, but no one knows any person, but somebody that will partner with the vision, with your interest, with your objective, with your call for life. That you walk together. That you will understand the beating of God. You will understand the heartbeat of God. You will understand the process of God. Somebody that will understand you. That you will not be disconnected. You will not get married for the wrong reason. You will not get married because you are lonely. But you will get married because you prepare. So I pray that God will give you grace to wait more on him if he needs you to wait. And I pray that if God is saying this is the time, I pray that person that you need, yes now, be released into your life. 
Because indeed, you will accelerate that person as that person will accelerate your life. Can two walk together except not just young men when he comes Goliath. I pray in Jesus' name that you will give yourself to prayer and to, to meditation, to study the word of God. That you will not allow yourself to go into sensuality. That you will not live by what you hear and see and taste and feel. Oh, that you will understand that there's a, that there's a new dimension, yes, of faculty within your spirit man that is crying to be developed, that is crying to, to, you know, to be connected to so that you can make right decision. Don't make decision that you will regret in the future. I pray for you. Be strong in the Lord. Dust your Bible again. Dust your Bible again. Take a walk, a long walk. Talk to God. And wait on him to talk back to you. I pray in the name of Jesus. For every one of us. Master, I pray for our land. Heal our nation. Heal us. Heal us. Heal South Africa. You sent me, Father, to this nation for a reason. I've obeyed your voice. And I stand in the gap. That once again, this nation will hear the sound of joy. The peace of God. All the landmines of apartheid will be located and be uprooted. All the things that the enemy has sold in various communities to destroy the life of vulnerable teenagers, sexual perversion, destructions, it shall proceed no further because you have mercy upon this land, my father. We stand and we pray, grant us a heart to engage in the process of healing. Healing is not just what we pray for. It's a process that we must go through. So we thank you right now that you begin to allow us to unite as a church as we take our rightful place and position in this process. And help us to see what you're doing and akin to, yes, your voice in response. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you are healing our government. You're giving them wisdom. To know what to do. As you gave David wisdom. As you gave Solomon wisdom. And the rest kings wisdom. In leading the nation. Father we receive wisdom. We receive insight. We receive clarity. We receive direction. We pray for our president. We pray for his vice. We pray for the rest of the ministers. Those that you know are not supposed to be there. They would, they would not continue in the name of politics. In the name of party. Uproot them, remove them for the sake of the people, for the sake of posterity, for the sake of children. We bless you, Father, that this nation will be godly, will be holy, separated unto you. As this nation has opened a door for others to come in from different parts of the world. Father, we pray that they will not lose their reward and they will not regret this. As we've seen what some men have done from other countries in the name of God to try to destroy your value, your, your purpose, your intention. Oh God, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that a change will begin to take place. We bless you, Father, for a new day, for a new thing, for a new beginning. Help us to be a people of prayer. 
Help us to be a people of the word. Help us to be a people who are ready, who are prepared, who connect. Change our identity as coloreds. Change our identity as blacks, as whites, as Indians. Yes, and the indigenous people call the choir and the sand. They're part of this nation. They're part of this land. Help us to stop playing politics with this life, with this people, oh God. And really integrate comes to that place where God began to prepare him to fight and kill. Show it. Righteousness. Not best constitution in terms of humanistic values. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Heal us. Heal us. Heal us. Restore. Renew. Revive. Father, thank you for that heart right now that you're healing. Thank you for that woman that you're touching her heart right now. I, I, I see you sobbing, crying. You're crying because you feel the you feel the touch of God. Yes, that's God. That's God. Father, just do your work. Do your work in that heart right now. Perfect your work in the name of Jesus. Perfect your work. Perfect your work in the heart of my, my sister. In the name of Jesus. Yes, the Lord is healing you right now. He's healing you. You, you've, you, you've, you have this pain you know, on your waist. But the Lord is healing you right now. You're feeling a, a, a soothingness of, of healing. The healing of God right now is just by that waist. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. You've been, bo- you've been bothered about certain area of your life, you know. But right now, God is touching that area. I don't want to mention it online, but God is touching that area in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for, yes, for that mind, for that mind right now that is being, yes, renewed. I just sense burdens falling down. You know, things have been bothering you. You've been, you've been having this weight, you know. It's like you, you, you've been having sleepless nights. Every time you think about this thing, you just feel, suddenly you just begin to have, you know, this fear uh, and you start sweating and all this. But the Lord is healing you right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now we, we seem the Lord is leading us to a position of, of healing in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed in Jesus' name. 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 Father, thank you. I give you glory. I give you praise. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We bless your name. I thank you in Jesus' name. I thank you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, I thank you for your healing power over every life, over every woman, over every boy, over every girl. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to thank you so much this morning for being part of this live broadcast. The Lord has been so good to us. The Lord has really ministered life and hope to, to us. Our nation is getting imparted, getting imparted, getting restored, getting re- re- reformed, renewed. And I thank God for being part of this. Thank you so much, everyone, for being part of this uh, 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 live broadcast today. I want to thank God for your life. Please continue to pray. Continue to pray for me. Continue to pray for my home. 
this morning. I really want to pray for my daughter. Today is her birthday, Jemima Akintola. And just pray God's mercy, God's truth, God's grace upon your life. May God continue to shine his face upon you. May he continue to bring you to that newness of his pleasure. God's prophetic purpose for your life will not be twatted, will not be frustrated, but you shall be indeed a princess unto God, a voice, yes, to the nations. Your life will reflect God's goodness. Your life will reflect the mercy of God. No power of the enemy will stop that which the Father has prophetically designed and ordained for you. I, I release newness into your life this day, Jemima. I proclaim that indeed you are the joy of God. You will reflect the joy of the nation. You will, you will manifest the peace of God that transcends human wisdom and understanding. You will not be stopped. You will not be hindered. But you will go forth to fulfill God's counsel in this new day. As you celebrate this day, yes, in, as you step into this seventh day of your life, God will begin to show you perfection in every area. Yes, you will begin to step into, yes, the full reality of God's perfection prophetic counsel for this season of your life that you will grow you will develop you will mature in wisdom the knowledge of god will increase in your life and you will give praise to god in jesus name amen hallelujah amen thank you so much everyone for listening this morning i really want to appreciate god for connecting with me God bless you. Thank you so much. Have yourself a wonderful day. Bye-bye.